Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio. ESPN 2 today. And, of course, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman and Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you in for Greeny today. Normally, you hear us each and every day on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And while we are always thrilled and honored to be in for Greeny today, today is a very important day. It is Giving Tuesday here at ESPN for the V Foundation. Giving Tuesday is when people across the country give back to support the organizations that mean the most to them. And, of course, us at ESPN support the V Foundation. And, of course, these are challenging times, we know, financially for so many people out there and we are just asking for anything that you can donate on Giving Tuesday. Go to v.org slash donate now and help support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Guys, we have had an eventful morning of conversations around this. And we have been fortunate enough to speak to some people around the sports world. For those who may not have heard any of our conversations, you go back on the ESPN app and listen to our podcast. Is there one moment in one conversation that... that really hit you today in talking to some of our guests that we can tell the Greeny audience about? Yeah, I mean, we had professional golfer Camilo Vijegas on, and he talked about his daughter Mia and her battle with cancer and how they used her memory to start the Mia's Miracle Foundation. And he said, in battling cancer, it's all about your op- outlook and having acceptance. And, and that's one of the things that you don't necessarily hear a lot about. We hear people talk about fighting. We hear people talk about the battle, but also the acceptance of doing all you can and then allowing whatever takes place to be a part of your story and embracing that and using that to help others. So that was a really powerful moment for me on our show earlier this morning. Incredibly moving. Absolutely, Cece. I think for me, a big takeaway was a conversation we just had minutes ago with Mike Krzyzewski, Coach K, when he talked about Jimmy V and his battle with cancer, which ultimately led to uh, the V Foundation, which we're trying to raise money for today. But just him talking about the fact that on the way to the ESPYs before he gave that iconic speech where we hear the moniker, don't give up, don't ever give up, how he was sick on the way to the ESPYs and how he really had some sort of a divine intervention for him to even be able to get up on that stage and deliver such a powerful message. And I think that's a pervasive thread throughout the day, right? It's whether you're battling cancer yourself or someone in your family is or someone that you know, a friend, it's that perseverance that you need in order to, to keep going on. There's always someone or something that obviously motivates you and and makes you think about it. We have the shirt displayed here on camera on the ESPN2 side. Sylvie Strong from Mark Silverman in Chicago at ESPN 1000, our friends who beat cancer. Uh, Jeff Dickerson, our teammate at ESPN 1000 and ESPN Chicago covering the Bears, unfortunately passed away a few years ago as a result. And it's just those reminders because those are two people right around our age in the ESPN family that, Cece, I know something that you've been pointing out all morning, which has hit me, is one in two men, one in three women – have cancer at, at some point during the course of their lifetime. Yeah, and, and let me actually acknowledge something that you just said, and it's not a, a but, but I do want to highlight something that Stuart Scott said. He said, even if you pass away 
you don't lose to cancer. You beat cancer by the way you live. And I just want to acknowledge that because we use these terms about the battle, about the fight, and everybody associates the victory or the win over cancer with being cured. And that might not necessarily be everybody's story, but like Stuart Scott said, you beat cancer by the way you live and all of the things that you do, not electing, not allowing the disease to keep you from being able to find joy and spread love to those around you, the people in your community. No question about that. And I know that uh, obviously it affects everyone. There's nobody listening or watching that in some way, shape, or form it has not affected. And we here at ESPN Radio are doing our part to make sure that you guys can be a part of donating at v.org slash donate. 100% of the proceeds, or 100% of your donations, excuse me, will go to uh, game-changing cancer research. And this is something that is obviously important. And also, I guess we'll just spend a minute here talking about this part of it. As people, we started our show together in September, right? You both have been a part of ESPN Radio way longer than I have. We all watched and consumed and listened to ESPN radio long before we ever started here. And today, on a day like today, filling in for Greeny, when it was Greeny and Golick and Mike and Mike back in the day that kind of really started this whole thing. It is an honor for all of us, I know, to be here and take part in this and raise the money that we can for the V Foundation, like Sylvie Strong did in raising that money for cancer research years ago and continues to do so. So I really just Thank you to everybody at ESPN for letting us be a part of this as well. Yeah, it's a huge honor and a privilege to be able to have this platform, to be able to raise awareness and raise money for this important work in finding a cure for cancer, but also finding better treatment options and better practices for diagnoses. And that's why I'm glad that the company and the V Foundation is actually promoting the Stuart Scott Memorial Cancer Research Fund that helps when it comes to how cancer disproportionately certain cancers disproportionately affect communities based on race and so improving in those outcomes and in and, and improving in those inequities in our healthcare system I think is huge and that's what the Stuart Scott Memorial Cancer Research Fund does we talked to Stuart Scott's daughters Taylor and Sydney this morning and they were you know excited that the the company has continued their commitment when it comes to the V Foundation's work but actually highlighting something that their dad was really passionate about toward the end of his life, which was, you know, changing how we have the disparities when it comes to how cancer impacts certain communities relative to others. So shout out to the company for being able to take on that mantle and continuing the work, but also deepening the commitment with the Stuart Scott Memorial Cancer Research Fund. Incredible work being done. And today's Giving Tuesday, which is why we are highlighting the V Foundation. And this time of year, you're always thinking about a gift to give someone. And you're thinking about buying something or, or what am I going to do to make somebody smile? But it's on Giving Tuesday, a day like today, having the important conversations we're having with people throughout the sports world where you really make it come into focus what's actually important. And that's your health, and that is the health of those that you love. And what a better gift to give someone now or in the future than to donate to an organization that is actually helping save lives. You know, around the holiday season, I just think it's it's so important that we actually fo- focus on giving to things that really matter. V.org slash donate for more information. We're going to continue to update this and talk about this all throughout the show today. Of course, here on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you, uh, the Unsportsmanlike crew. Of course, you can hear us 6A to 10A Eastern. Green A, as I mentioned, is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Everything we set up until this point 
point really matters. Really matters in real life. In our fun make-believe worlds that we live in every single day, we talk about sports and entertainment. We saw Monday Night Football on ESPN last night, a 12-10 Bears victory out of nowhere over the Minnesota Vikings, which, of course, we're not going to overreact too much about the Vikings. Yeah, they have the, maybe the best story in the NFL this year in Josh Dobbs, but he's been on a bunch of teams, which would indicate maybe more of a journeyman quarterback. And every so often, you're going to see that journeyman nature pop up. It's not often with him, which I, I give him credit for, but it seems like the bigger story of the Bears. So last night told you more about their head coach, Matt Eberfuss, or their quarterback, Justin Fields? Well, I don't know if last night told me more about either one of them, but I will say this. After last night's game, I feel more confident, and that's not saying a lot, that Matt Eberfuss has a chance to save his job in Chicago than Justin Fields has to save his job in, in, with the Bears. So I, I look at this situation now, and I can't help but apply this logic retroactively to the decisions that Ryan Poles made at the trade deadline, the decision to trade a premium pick to the Washington Commanders for Montez Sweat, an impending free agent, uh, to have the opportunity to pay him $100 million, which you could potentially have done this coming offseason, and the decision not to trade Jalen Johnson, a cornerback that surely would have fetched a premium draft pick if you decided to put him on the trade block. The fact that you kept those two pieces would would amount to potential cornerstones for the future of that defensive unit tells me that Ryan Poles is trying to get more information about Matt Eberflus and whether or not he's a good coach. You didn't know whether or not Eberflus is a good coach because he didn't have the pieces for his defense to work with. But now, based on what they have on the field, based on having pressure players on all three levels, when you consider Montez Sweat, Tremaine Edmonds, inside linebacker, when you consider Jaquan Brisker and Jalen Johnson – yeah, you have to. You have the ingredients now to cook the meal. And Matt Eberflus, he he made his name in the NFL as a defensive coordinator with the Indianapolis Colts. That's his area of expertise. Mm-hmm. He now has the pieces in order to implement the scheme that he wants. Can his defense play well enough to give this team a chance to be competitive in their remaining five games? They've won two of their last three games. It feels like it's moving in a positive direction, at least defensively. And so I can see a world. Where if the Chicago Bears have a winning record over their next five games, if they go three and five, three out of they win three of their next five, they win four of their next five, they get to seven or eight wins. I could see a world where the Chicago Bears brass and ownership can justify bringing Matt Eberflus back for another season. I can't see a world that Jace, Justin Fields does anything over the next five games that will preclude the Chicago Bears from taking a quarterback with the number one pick keeping in mind that they have the Carolina Panthers draft pick in 2024. That's interesting, CeCe, that you would think that Matt Eberflus could do enough potentially throughout the duration of the season to save his job because I guess I had already arrived at the conclusion that the Chicago Bears just don't fire coaches in season, but that it was already a foregone conclusion that he wasn't going to come back next season because even though defense is where his expertise lies and they might be able to show you something – all too often, coaches in the NFL are victim to whether or not their quarterback becomes a franchise no quarterback. And Justin Fields, so far this season, so far in his career, has not become that. And I also can't dismiss what we saw with the coaching staff, where he had two coaches during the season be dismissed because of things that were happening internally or off the field, yeah. HR stuff. Like, if if we're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh being responsible for the entire staff and the Connor Stallions thing, we also need to a- apply that in the NFL. So... I don't. I just don't see a scenario in which the Chicago Bears would bring him back. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they will show us enough. Well, listen. I'm not saying that it's more likely than not. What I'm saying is there's a chance. I don't think there's any shot 
that Justin Fields has of being a Chicago Bears quarterback in 2024. This is an audition for the other 31 teams. And the Chicago Bears, with every game that Justin Fields go out there, they're hoping that he does something to enhance his value around the league. Because right now, there's still questions about Justin Fields. And everybody's enamored with the talent, but what does it amount to? It's good enough to get coaches fired. It got Matt Nagy fired. It's working on getting Matt Eberflus fired. At some point, the common denominator is the quarterback not being able to use all of the physical tools and put it together to give you competent quarterback play consistently enough that would amount to your team being able to have sustained success. That's been the biggest question. And last night, we saw no evidence that Justin Fields is being able to put this thing together. As a matter of fact, in the broadcast, in the first half of that game, Troy Aikman pointed out that there was a play on third down where Darnell Mooney came over the middle of the field on a route, sat down in the middle of zone coverage, presented a target for his quarterback, and Justin Fields didn't pull the trigger. And Troy said it. He said, that is a throw that the quarterback should make in phase. The offensive coordinator designs the play. It actually works. The receiver's open. You got to hit that guy. Now, Fields ends up breaking out of the pocket. He scrambles. He still targets Mooney down the field and airmails it. Ends up being a hospital ball. And Metellus, the safety from the Vikings, almost knocks himself out while he knocks Darnell Mooney out. You can't put your offense behind the eight ball because you can't read the progressions and get the ball to your receivers in the proper timing. That has been an issue for Justin Fields. I don't know that that changes anytime soon, which is why you cannot justify the opportunity cost of passing on the 2024 class after you just passed on the 2023 quarterback class. Because remember, the Chicago Bears, before they traded the pick to the Panthers, had the number one overall pick in 2023. The Chicago Bears could have drafted C.J. Stroud if they wanted to. They stayed with Justin Fields. The Chicago Bears will have the opportunity to draft Drake May or Caleb Williams at number one overall if they want to. How can you justify passing on all three of those guys for something that we have yet to see in Justin Fields? It makes no sense. And here's the other part that, 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 that further cements this for me in terms of what the Bears should do. The Bears have to make a decision on Justin Fields' fifth-year option this coming offseason. Yeah, you can't. Why, why, why would you do that? Why would you exercise that option? If he's not good enough to exercise the option, if he's not good enough to play $20-plus million two years from now, then why would you try to justify keeping him and passing on Caleb Williams or Drake May? You just wouldn't. If for no other reason you get to reset the economics at the quarterback position in your franchise, a franchise that's years away from being able to compete for a championship. It just makes sense. And let's just be clear about what CC is saying. Not that he wasn't. I'm just adding on to it. Uh, what you're saying about Eberflus is not he should be back next year or he shouldn't be back next year. It's I'm, he has now earned the opportunity for me to delay a decision. I need to see more, which – I know from working with you, and Smalls knows from working with you every single day, as a guy who played 11 years in the NFL, you don't need to see any more from Brandon Staley with the Chargers. No, right. No. There's nothing. Like, the point is, Eberflus's accomplishment in your eyes last night, which makes a lot of sense, is, okay, all right, I'm still here. Let's see what else you got. And not saying yes, not saying no, just gray area. And most of the time, living in the gray area is terrible for people. In this specific case, it's actually not that bad. No, it's better than the known. If you're, if you're right. forcing me to make a decision, the decision is probably going to be you're going to get fired and I'm going to hire a new head coach. At least with this, there's the potential to build a culture and build an identity that this team can lean on while ushering in a new young quarterback. And to me, the defensive side of the ball, having a defense that can 
create extra possessions and field position ends up being a young quarterback's best friend. All you got to do is look at the Houston Texans with D'Amico Ryans and what he's done for C.J. Stroud. So I'm just saying it's not about being able to find a defensive-minded coach or an offensive-minded coach. You're just looking for a good coach. And the Chicago Bears, with the pieces that they added at the trade deadline, they're trying to answer the question of whether or not Matt Eberflus can develop into a good head coach. I think the ship has sailed on whether or not they're willing to develop Justin Fields into a good NFL quarterback. It is Giving Tuesday here on ESPN Radio and ESPN2, as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and all of our great stations across the country. If you're able to donate, please do so by going to v.org slash donate. And your donation will be very welcome to, of course, contribute money to the game-changing cancer research done by the V Foundation. Coming up, one of the great quarterbacks of all time shares his story, his battle, his every day with us, what he has to deal with. Plus, as I said, he's one of the great quarterbacks of all time. We'll ask him about his team and whether or not that title window is closed. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. And those three things are going to carry on forever. This is V-Week at ESPN Radio. Join the fight. Go to v.org backslash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, the unsportsmanlike team here in for Greeny today. You can hear us normally 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time coming to you live from the seaport brought to you by 
Grey Goose on Giving Tuesday when you can donate to the V Foundation. If you're able to help us, we would appreciate it. The V Foundation for Cancer Research, v.org slash donate. 100% of what you give, give goes to the researchers working so hard to find a cure. V.org slash donate. Former NFL quarterback Jim Kelly is going to join us in about five minutes to talk more about this. He um, was a recipient of the Jimmy V Award in 2018 at the ESPYs and has had his battles, unfortunately, with cancer. In January of 2019, he announced that he was cancer-free, and we will talk to Jim Kelly in just a little bit. But obviously, we've been talking about football yesterday. The big news of the day in the NFL prior to the Monday Night Football game was the firing of Frank Reich by the Carolina Panthers. And Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, was on the Pat McAfee show weekdays noon until 3 Eastern on ESPN and talked about more coaching changes? Last year, I think there were five head coaching changes. And if we go back to the turn of the century, it averages 6.8 per year. And in two years, you almost always get 13 or 14. Well, we had five last year. This year, 7 to 10, and I'll take the over. Oh, wow. Seven wow. to ten, wow. and I'll take the over. Wow. So let's let's set the over-under. I don't think you can do this on ESPN Bet, but you can do a lot of other great things. Uh, at eight and a half. Yeah. Okay. You're taking the over-under, and you could walk out your math on the air here. Man, there's, there's a lot of jobs that could potentially be in jeopardy. So let's just go division by division. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the AFC East – I think it's on the board that both Rob Sala and um, Sean McDermott and Bill Belichick are all gone next year. In whatever capacity. So, so three, of the yeah. four, three of the four could be gone. Like Sean Dick McDermott and Rob Sala would be fired. Bill Belichick, mutual parting of ways with Robert Kraft. Like it's three of the four teams in the division could be changing the head coaches right there. Okay, so then we go through the AFC North, nobody there. AFC South, nobody there. AFC West. Uh- not so sure about that. AFC South, somebody's going to get fired. No, but but if we're talking about coaches not being there, Vrabel could could he go somewhere? Could he go to Ohio State? Could he go to New England? Could okay. he go to New England? So, but let's say no. I'm just throwing that out there. So let's yeah, say no. I, I mean, I don't think yeah. anybody. Everybody no, feels nobody's safe. getting fired. Agreed. Nobody's getting fired they out of that division. Okay, AFC West. We've already seen somebody get fired with the Vegas Raiders. Brandon Staley. We know he's not long for that job. Going down to the a- NFC East. We know Ron Rivera's out of there. Brian Dabo, mm-hmm. has he saved his job? He's on my list of question marks. He's question marks and the beef that he's got with the defensive coordinator, Wake Martindale. Uh, we'll see where that goes. I mean, we look at the NFC North. Hold on, Matt- hold on. Depending on what happens in the playoffs, Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy? I mean, he, shouldn't, he shouldn't be. He but shouldn't I but be, he could, but... If he doesn't get past the divisional round, that's another one. Yeah, so NFC, said to throw that in there. NFC North, Matt Eberflus, NFC South, Every coach, we just saw, we, we just saw what happened with Frank Reich. But, I mean, you could easily see any of those teams yeah. making a change. I don't care that Arthur Blank came out and gave Arthur Smith the vote of confidence. That means nothing. We'll see what happens at the end of the season and how they finish. And then in the NFC West, I think pretty much everybody's safe there. So, I mean, look at it. That, that's, we're talking about double digits when it comes to potential coaching changes in the National Football League just by spitballing it right there. Sean McVay is always a question mark to me. Not that he would get fired, but he's talked in the past about thinking about retirement, thinking about life beyond football. He and his wife just had a child this season. I always wonder where his head is at. I know he said he's committed to the Rams, committed to the the change in the team, the shift in the team. He said that earlier this season, but I always wonder with them. So then add let's let's put three coaches in one category then. 
the three coaches that we don't see fired, but we could see maybe going somewhere else, doing something else, moving on to some capacity. That's Belichick, Vrabel, and McVay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd put Pete Carroll on there, right? He doesn't seem no, like he's no, slowing he down like even though he's, he's older. No, nah, he's still chewing juicy fruit. He yeah. So, <laughs> so three coaches, John Harbaugh, you played for him. Could you? He's not going anywhere. Okay. So three coaches that we would look at and say, we could see them in a hypothetical world, maybe not being back with their teams, but not in the same way that Eberflus or Staley would not be back, or Ron Rivera would not be back with their teams. So how many do we have there? That's easily over eight and a half, right? Just in terms of, the, like... Yeah, the number of coaches? Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So we're, Schefter, double, we're at double digits. So Schefter's comment caught everybody by surprise, but then when you actually go in and do the math on it, of course he's, he's seemingly a thousand percent right. Well, we got one division where every team could make a coaching change. That would be the NFC South. We've got another division in the AFC East where three of the four seem like they're poised to make a change. That's seven right there. Then Brandon Staley's in the equation. Then Mike McCarthy's in the equation. Ron Rivera's pretty much a certainty based on the reporting that we got this weekend. Matt Eberflus is probably more out than in. I mean, yeah, you're talking about double-digit coaching changes. All right, let me put the over-under at nine and a half. That's a lot of turnover. Right, because we're, we're, we're speculating. That doesn't yeah. mean all of them are going to get fired. Yeah. Also, we haven't brought up one surprise fire. We always have, like, a surprise fire. Well, we, well, Smalls brought it up, though. The Mike McCarthy. Yeah. The Mike McCarthy would be a surprise, right? I mean, it's a surprise, not surprise. If you don't do better than the divisional round, even though you've had, what, three straight seasons where you're poised to win 12 games or more, if you have that, it doesn't matter. Like, the, the, what matters is can you win when it matters the most? And I don't know that Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott can get it done. And if they don't, they're probably more committed to Dak than they are the head coach. So flip it. The one coach that you'd be stunned if they're actually back next year. Brandon Staley. Stunned if he's back with the Chargers next year. Yes. Absolutely stunned. Cece? Ooh. Because you always go to that organization doesn't want to spend money. And, and obviously firing a coach would indicate spending money on two coaches. The one yeah. you don't have and the one you do have. Yeah, right? Brand, Brandon Staley would be the one. I thought yeah. he should have been fired after last year's playoff collapse, but that's just me. It is Giving Tuesday here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and we are giving back v.org slash donate for more information and to donate to the V Foundation, raising money for cancer research. Jim Kelly is a Hall of Fame quarterback, 2018 Jimmy V Award recipient, at Jim Kelly 1212 on Twitter, and he joins us now. Jim, diagnosis-wise, people say cancer-free, the medical edition, the, the uh, uh, version of it, the literal version of it is someone ever figuratively cancer-free that's been through what you've been through uh not many people i've known number one i hope you all had a thanksgiving and thanks for having me on but uh you know what you always hear when the doctor tells you that and it makes you feel good especially when you haven't had it before and i remember my first bout in 2013 when i finally got the diagnosis that uh, i was cancer-free um, the excitement goes through your body and uh, not really thinking it'll ever come back, um, let alone ever thinking you'll ever get it. But uh, when it does come back, you're like, oh, no, here we go again. But you know what? Um, my attitude 10 years ago was a little bit different than it is now. Um, I know why Dodge given me this uh, platform. Um, I know why I've been through what I'm going through now. And that is hopefully being a difference maker for other people like the Stuart Scott or Jimmy V or so many people out there. And 
And, guys, I know that uh, you've probably heard this before, but you know what the thing is? I understand, you know, what it means to have people around you, and, you know, especially when you look at, uh, you know, what Stuart Scott said, uh, you live, you know, by who, you know, by the way you live. It's also by the people you surround yourself with, too. So I've been very blessed, and I trust me, I've met a lot of people that don't have the support that I've had or, you know, Stewart has or Jimmy V has had through their cancer battle. But I'll tell you what, it takes everybody. You can't do it alone. It takes people around you, and I've been very blessed to have five unbelievable brothers that have been there for me from start to finish. I have two beautiful daughters and a very loving wife who – is my everything. So I've been very blessed to be around some great people. And, and Jim, that's really what I wanted to ask you about, the people that have been around you, supporting you while you have this bout with cancer. I mean, how has the struggle, the fight with cancer, not only impacted your outlook on life, but also the outlook on life that the people in your community that supported you have? There's, there's, I've been very blessed. I mean, when I was going through it, yeah, I was blessed. My family, not once did they ever walk into my hospital room and with a frown on their face. They walked in with an attitude that they're going to make my day better by their presence, by what they look like and what they said. And the people, you know, when I was going through it, I was getting, you know, emails and letters from Dolphin fans and Patriots fans. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, these people really are, are sending me to get well instead of I hope you die. <laughs> There's, and I, I know, I know that's something that's just more of a joke. But uh, you know what? I've been very blessed. People in Buffalo have been just amazing and pretty much the people around the country through uh, my whole journey through this. And you know what? I had it in 13. I, I, it came back in 2014, and I thought I was cancer-free. And then all of a sudden, 2018, it uh, came on my other side of my jaw, and uh, I had to go through a 12-hour surgery where, listen to this, Chris and Evan and Michelle, this is wild. How many people do you know that have had their – I know I put my foot in my mouth a few times – but they took my whole fibula bone, my left leg. Mm. They took that whole bone out. They broke it into four pieces, removed my whole upper jaw. They screwed it in. They took arteries and blood vessels from my arm and attached it in 12-hour surgery. And not many people thought I was ever going to pull through. And, you know, I mean, I, I was doubtful at times because I, they told me what they had to do. But here I am today traveling the country speaking. And thank the good Lord. I mean, yeah. There were times where, you know, I looked at God and I said, you know, why, God, why are you putting me through all this? But uh, you know what? I get it. I understand. He, he has me here for a reason. That's to be able to travel and try to make a difference for others out there. Because when I'm done with my talks, there's a lot of people come up. And I had one guy came up to me about four years ago. And he said to me, he said, I just want to let you know, I was not looking forward to tomorrow. I didn't know if I was going to be here. He said, but listen to what you've been through and the things that you said. I can't wait for tomorrow now. And I went back to my room, and when I'm laying in bed, I thought of that. And I heard him get up and I wrote this down. Make a difference today for someone who is fighting for their tomorrow. And mm. you don't have to be a truck driver or a school teacher or a mother at home or a celebrity to be able to be that difference maker. Jimmy V has been a difference maker. Stuart Scott, I can go on and on. The, the people have been difference maker in other people's lives. But sometimes that hug, that I love you, how you doing today, that smile you can put on somebody else's face, 
And they don't have to be a celebrity. It can just be an everyday person to be a difference maker. So I know what you guys are doing, and a great job doing what you're doing today and throughout the week. Uh, uh, you guys are helping other people, especially young kids that are battling cancer. And Just pray to God that uh, one of these days we find something that will give these kids a chance to dream like I was able to, to do. And you also, Chris, what you were able to do. And that's dream about fulfilling a dream that your parents had for you or you had for yourself. V.org slash donate for those who want to contribute to the fight against cancer. And, and Jim, I want to go back to something you said a couple minutes ago where you said your mentality today is not the same as it was 10 years ago. You just outlined so much of what you've endured. But was there one specific moment for you where you had that shift in your mindset? Yep. In 2007, when I decided to, that God had plans for me. And you know what? I've been through a lot. I had, you know, losing the four Super Bowls and then, you know, going through a son born on my birthday, Valentine's Day, and the dreams that I had, like every father does, about going out in your backyard and throwing the football or baseball or shooting basketball. My son was diagnosed with a fatal disease and on my birthday when he was when he was born. And you wind up passing away at the age of eight and a half years old. But the thing is, yeah, there were times where I, I doubted and I, I was mad at God. And then in 2007, I knew I wasn't going to get anywhere unless I changed my life. Mm-hmm. So I changed my life for the good. And now I get why I'm going through everything. It's because I can be a difference maker for other people. And that's the attitude that I have. That's the attitude I'm taking to my grave. And if good Lord thinks that tomorrow's my day, I'm ready because I know where I'm going. I'm going to see my son, and I know where I'm headed. So um, that day happened in 2007, and here I am, 2023. I might have uh, lost four Super Bowls, Michelle, but I'll tell you what, I kicked cancer's butt four <laughs> times. So I, I've lived with that one. <laughs> hell yeah. Good job. Jim, I don't know how hell else yeah. to ask this. How the hell are you able to do this? Grace of God. Uh, and I know this is not a religious station, I'm, but the thing about it is we all believe, well, we, I can't say we all do, but um, I believe that God had, had you know, plans for me. And I've been blessed to have an unbelievable wife. She is amazing. She's right there for me. My two daughters are here for me. I've been very blessed to have a great son-in-law that I don't have to worry about my, my daughter. And uh, you know what? When you have five brothers like I do growing up in a family of six boys, you, you stick up for each other. You're there from start to finish. And I can honestly say that I have the closest family you can possibly get. I mean, my, bro- my oldest brother, Pat, Ed, Ray, and then my twin brothers, when they had me, check this out real quick. When they had me, I was a fourth son. And my dad's like, no more kids. And my mother's like, no way. We're going to give her one more try for that girl. <laughs> They had two boys making six and go, okay, no more kids, but I've been blessed to have the family I have. Jim, you are an inspiration. Absolutely. The Jimmy B. Award recipients, and this is exactly why we do what we do today with people like you who can inspire v.org slash donate, donate the Hall of Famer, Jim Kelly. I got to be honest, you are so inspiring as a Patriots fan. I almost want to root for the Bills. I mean, that's, that's, I mean that's, listen, that's, if the Bills want to find a way to get right, have Jim Kelly give right. them the pregame speech after the bye week. Have that guy every week, every week, man. Well, you know what, guys? We just have to learn how to finish the offense. I think got his groove back, but the defense got to learn how to. They got to, you know, they have to be able to close them out because, as we all know, and you do, Chris, is is just four quarters, and we've lost, I think, four games going into you know minute and a half, minute to go in the game, and we came out on the short end of the stick. So mm-hmm. we've got to find a way to go. I know the playoffs don't look that good, but we need some help from some teams. But as you well know, 
You never give up. I don't care if it's when you have cancer, you're sick, or you're playing sports. You never, ever give up. Jim, thank you so much for the time. Well we said. truly appreciate thank you, Jim. that. Uh, Jim Kelly, Hall of Famer, of course. Uh, V.org slash donate for more information to be able to donate to the V Foundation. Just amazing stuff there with Jim Kelly. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Jimmy, my man up there, I know in spirit you're up there with Stuart Scott watching what we're doing or thinking about us. And I will tell you this, Jimmy V, my man, we are not going to stop. Stop chasing the dream of raising dollars in your dream. Jimmy's dream was to beat cancer, and we must do it. This is V-Week at ESPN Radio. Join the fight. Go to v.org backslash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Along with Michelle Smolman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you, the unsportsmanlike team. Normally here at 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern here on ESPN Radio. In for Greeny today. And, of course, you just heard the voice of Dick Vitale. And he continues to be a champion for the V Foundation's pediatric cancer research efforts. The V Foundation has awarded over $84 million in pediatric cancer research grants. In the past year, that's the 22-23 fiscal year, almost $17 million in 24 grants were awarded. Just amazing. V.org slash donate. We just had the unbelievable opportunity to talk to Hall of Famer Jim Kelly, as emotional of an interview as you ever could imagine there. And... um, if you missed that, you can go back on the ESPN app and listen to our podcast. Guys, what stood out to you the most about that conversation? Well, when he reflected on his son and he said that he's okay if he's taken tomorrow, he knows where he's going, he's going to see his son again. I mean, that is truly inspirational to have that kind of outlook. And I'm just thinking to myself, how could you not want to run through a wall for a guy like Jim Kelly that has that kind of perspective on 
the trials and tribulations that he's been through and the battle that he's faced for the last several years with cancer. I mean, it, it truly is um, remarkable, the fact that he can, you know, he can still have a positive outlook and he can still look for other ways to bring joy and to help others in his community when he's been dealing with and processing so much on his own. So it's just, it's, it's a tribute to the man, the character that Jim Kelly has. Um, and, and that's, that's pretty much what we've heard from all of the guests that have joined the show to promote the V Foundation and the work that they're doing and talk about their stories with cancer. Everybody seems to have that positive perspective and it just shows you how, you know, the capability of the human condition, how charitable we can be when faced with some of the most difficult circumstances that anybody has had to deal with. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's what stood out to me as well, guys. It's just the mindset that somebody like Jim Kelly could have because he has endured so much, both himself and obviously with the loss of his son and his family. And it would be very easy to sit there and feel sorry for yourself or to, to be sad about everything that you're experiencing or that you have experienced. And he said that every day he wakes up with a positive mindset and he thinks about what he can do with the platform that he's been given to help others. And that is so admirable to me. And I could not respect him anymore. It's amazing. And that's why, you know, one of the things we, we've heard all day today is like, you know, even when you're, the diagnosis of cancer is out of your system, there's a, there's a way of life now that you kind of create for yourself of I'm here for others, right? Maybe in a way you didn't before. And Jim Kelly obviously doing that, just remarkable. I mean, unbelievable. If you miss any of the conversation, I would strongly urge, go back, listen to the Greedy Podcast, wherever podcasts are found. Now, as this is all going on, way less important, David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, is speaking to the media about the decision yesterday to terminate the head coach, Frank Reich, and then subsequently their quarterback's coach, Josh McCown, their running back's coach, Deuce Staley. And um, this is real audio from the real owner of the Carolina Panthers who has fired three coaches in season over the last five years. You know, I would like to have somebody here for 20, 30 years. I'd like to have somebody that would say eulogy at my funeral in 30 years. Okay, maybe it's 40 years, I hope. But uh, that's what I'd like to have. So the guy who fires it's people ridiculous. every year is talking about 20, 30, 40 years That's ridiculous. I mean, you got to stop fi- hiring and firing coaches. At some point, you got to get it right. The level of dysfunction that he's exhibited as an owner, and then uh, with the backdrop to that being what Frank Reich said earlier this season about how he getting to knock down, drag out arguments with David Tepper, it just – it makes it seem as if David Tepper is a little too handsy when it comes to the football operations. As an owner, you should let football people make football decisions. Uh, I get it. You, you have your expertise that allowed you to become a billionaire, that allowed you to have the capital to buy an NFL team. That don't mean you know how to run a football team. That don't mean you know how to handle the locker room. That don't mean you know how to pick players. And that's the problem that I have with what David Tepper is doing. Now, we had Jeff Saturday, who served as an interim head coach last year in the NFL, and he said there's only 32 of these jobs in the world, so everybody's going to want one. So that will make it attractive. But Smalls, if if Adam Schefter is right, and we are poised to see seven, as many as seven to ten vacancies with the head coaching spots in the NFL – I can't imagine if you're a head coach that has, or if you're a coaching candidate that has options, that the Carolina Panthers are going to be high on your priority list. Yeah, I guess the good news, if you're a Panthers fan, is it seems like David Tepper might be the problem and the solution because he's the one that's employing these people and firing them. So if he wants to be 
the one to bring somebody in and have them be a part of the organization for so long that they're going to give him the eulogy at his funeral. I mean, he's the one that's in charge of that. But the problem is a lot of times when you get to this point in your life, when you've had all of this success, you don't have the self-awareness needed to realize that you are the problem. And you don't have the people around you to tell you that maybe you're the problem. Maybe you are getting too involved in some of the decision-making. Maybe you should have a little bit more patience and relinquish some of the control to the people, as you said, Cece, that you employed to make football decisions. But we see this a lot in sports where ownership gets involved in ways that they shouldn't. There's more audio we'll get to with David Tepper because he does talk about the patience. But I, I will ask you guys this. If you're interviewing for a job with the Carolina Panthers and they offer you a job based on these comments, I'm asking for a 20- or 30-year contract. Are you not? <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not kidding. Like, I'll, okay, you want somebody for 20 or 30 years. I want to be with you for 20 or 30 years. Let's start with that. 20-year deal. Well, it felt like that's the deal he gave Matt Rule and didn't have a problem giving him $50, $60 million to go away. Yeah, you want me to go there? I'm not going there for six years. Yeah, I'm going to go there for 10. We're going to do a 10-year deal. Why not? <laughs> you, I mean, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll, I know you're not going to give me 30 or 20, but in order for me, and I want the eulogy written in contractually. So, so you, want the, and, you want the John Gruden Las Vegas Raiders deal. Why not? Jimbo Fisher will do it. J- Jimbo, Thank you, Bubba. Jimbo Fisher will do it. Coming up, one of the faces, one of the best rivalries in sports. Doesn't necessarily think it's one of the best rivalries in sports. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.